Let's talk Miami Vice season three, episode 20, uh, which not only stars Melanie Griffith, but also George Takei as the gangster warlord in charge of it all behind the scenes. Yeah, uh, I, I know that in our in the doc, it, it mentioned Melanie Griffith uh, was unexpected uh, Sulu attack, uh, <laughs> literally. <laughs> uh, also, Captain Lou Albano just showed up like, oh my God. Uh, also, also, a decent little magic trick they did, throwing a dummy off the side of the building in the first 30 seconds, followed by, and then what, so they, th- they throw the dummy off the building, they lay, it, it thuds next to the Corvette Behind that the Crockett car. and Tubbs are in. They look at each other, one, one thousand, two, one thousand, three, one thousand, and then camera pans over to show human lying where dummy was. And now it occurs to me, so first of all, that's a classic uh, moving one-shot camera thing, uh, magic trick. Now it occurs to me that Swytek is reading a book of magic tricks <laughs> that that exposes like a fundamental gimmick and magic uh, that that is in every kid's booth. That magicians won't even say the name of the gimmick out loud. He's reading a book of it right there. And the, the book has the name of the gimmick on the cover, right? Yes, isn't that like like that can't be a coincidence that they did a little magic trick at the beginning and then and then had him reading a I book of magic tricks. Yeah. You you would know better than me. That all that all fits, and I didn't uh, think of uh, any of that. That's amazing. As as a proficient expert in noticing when magic is mentioned in any kind of pop culture, and how, with how much reverence they give it, I will say that was fairly unusual in the 1980s uh, okay. for it to, for it to be a non magic related episode. Do a magic thing, a magic ish thing. I mean, theoretically, yeah, storytelling wise, Tech reading that he died. Yeah, but. interesting. Uh, so some other uh, appearances in here, uh, Vanity, uh, a model as as uh, Ali Ferrand, uh, the, the sort of MacGuffin character uh, that they're all after. And Veronica Cartwright, I don't know how many people know her, but uh, she's been in a lot of things over the years, was the society dame uh, that they talked to at one point. Uh, I, I didn't recognize any of those, but knowing that this was a guest star feature bit, maybe gives a little more context for the prolonged murder scene. This was a little more graphic than we've like it, they, uh, the camera cut uh, shows Lou Albano straining with his hands. And then it pans out just enough to see him pull away his hands from uh, her neck. And uh, that all felt awkward. There was a lot of this episode that felt a little bit silly to me up to and including, you know, the classic thing they do on puff pieces where somebody corners them and says you're a, a madam of a prostitute ring <laughs> why was she to businesswoman of the year without any evidence just no evidence at all he has nothing to show what we've else? done an investigation <laughs> and it turns out who doesn't interview a live remote no one does a live remote interview <laughs> no one yes. does that like the, the she was encouraging it that <laughs> it has to be live because you because why would she have told Crockett about it? She would have gone and done it during the day when the sun is out and known that happened. Wait, what? The only way that that's live is if it's the morning show, right? If it, it, the, the, those are the only shows that are live, right? The morning, the live local morning show uh, might have had her in studio live. Not out there. Not, but they they want they wanted it to be in the middle of the day, and they wanted it to be outside. Things so that are expensive, faking a news TV set for yep. that kind of interview. Things that are cheap, 
having the bay in the background. Also, you know what the live local morning news usually doesn't do? Uh, bring someone on as business owner to to uh, 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 to accuse Confront them her. of being a yeah. madam. Yeah, like what are you? What is the point of that segment to just hang her out to the, the point? The point of that segment <laughs> is to expose her connection in front of the world so that Crockett and everyone can't escape from it. Uh, you know what? I didn't think go to the cops. It actually, this, <laughs> the scene was so strange. It made me think of an equally strange scene. Uh, forgive me. Just 20 seconds here. Uh, I don't know if you ever saw the 1980s dragnet movie with Dan Aykroyd and, um, mm. Uh, uh, Tom Hanks, but there's this weird scene where Tom Hanks just magically has a watch that shows television on it. And I'm like, well, that didn't exist. It was flat out not a thing. And maybe you could say it was just around the corner and he just like, they're driving and he's pouting and he's like, I'm just watching my watch. I'm just watching the, t and it's some like the news is in uh, bad guy is right over here. And I was like, why did they do that? And I'm like, Oh, because they had to convey that the cops were just around the corner and they needed this plot point to get out. And is it a phone call or was it whatever? No, they don't have backup. So maybe he just hears about it. Radio, yeah. not anyway, it felt like that. It felt like they needed to get it out and they're all like, whatever, we'll just have it be on the news. He sees it. <laughs> well, then, you know, what's funny is, is the amount of, of uh, car phones, in in these in these episodes uh in in no direct relation to how frequent car phones were actually in use back then it's it's basically not could this person plausibly have afforded a car phone which was expensive and, and a lot of luxury but do we need them to make a call in this scene uh and we don't want to have them on a payphone uh they then yes they Although, have a, everybody gets a car phone we do have that moment where the boudoir photographer is that that one dude that we ain't seen in a while that we don't see often enough for me to remember his name. Uh, oh, is he? Is he? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Is he the comic relief? And in order to convey how low status he is, they go to pick up the phone. He's like, it doesn't work. And it's like, you have to use the pay phone, <laughs> but I rigged it so that you don't have to pay money. So they, they keep knocking down his status. There is that. No, that's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's a bit of status there. Uh, yeah. Uh, not, not the strongest plot, but certainly made it up in stardom. Uh, I'll tell you, I'll tell you this much. There was one moment near the end. I'm like, okay, what are you doing? Miami vice? Can you not acknowledge? And then Don Johnson says a junkie and a madam. Do I, a junkie and a hooker. Do I know how to pick them? I was like, well, thank goodness you at least acknowledged that you were about to marry a doctor who turned out to be addicted to heroin. And now you're suddenly in love with businesswoman of the year who's I secretly mean, a madam. These episodes would have happened with only a, within only a couple of months of each other. Two, two weeks, I think. Yep. I, I think we're only a few weeks away. Well, this is episode 20 and that one would have been episode, what, 10 or 12? Oh, I thought it was. Yeah. I thought it was uh, three sixteen that that it was, but uh, well, that would be a month and a half. I mean, it yeah. it, it would be in this Pretty season. Close. Pretty close. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, also, uh, we I think we discovered this in after talk last week, but uh, Melanie Griffith and Don Johnson were married twice, but not married during this episode. However, their second marriage starts. Not long after this episode. Uh, that it was also be... a pretty steamy, pretty steamy sex scene for two of them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, or two bed scenes. A lot, a lot of, a lot of definite naked back action. Yeah. One, one presumes that they were okay with that scene. 
<laughs> yeah, presumably. God, I hope so, Tom. <laughs> Boy, that would be. Wouldn't that be some Squid Game stuff? <laughs> I'm sorry, Don. I'm sorry, Melanie. I was we trying know. to say they get married not long after this, so they're probably dating. You're gonna get in the bed, and then you're gonna get married in a year. <laughs> I want standards uh, yeah. and practices. I'm Captain right Lou Albano. I'm here to enforce <laughs> it. <laughs> Uh, all right. Anything else on Miami Vice 320? I just can't get over that that news scene. <laughs> so, so anyway, what do you say about our research? This, indicates he that had this leering grin on his face as he was saying it. Uh, uh, I gotcha. Yeah. Sorry, Crockett. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will say the one thing I've Pat noticed back. as I've like looked into little Miami Vice facts is is I've noticed that people call the show cynical. And as I'm watching the episodes, I, I feel like I see it, right? Like, we get a lot of episodes with bad endings and the, the wrong people dying and the innocent people not making it through. Um, I think that the grittiness, I feel like having watched this so far, I feel like some of the grittiness that they're putting in the show is earned and authentic. Be- just, simply just because they're writing scripts that are not perfect. We solve, we save the day every time. Well, it, or any time, really. It's that, it's that juxtaposition, um, you know... Uh, of, of of you said the color style guide was everything had to be teal and uh, yeah. and pink and there, I, no earth tones were allowed. Uh, that buys you some space to to tell truly awful, <laughs> destroyed, dead inside yeah. human stories. I I I thought of that when I saw that really weird Mercedes limo <laughs> in the beginning of the show. Did you guys see the big weird white limo? No. It was. It it didn't look like a normal. I didn't like, notice it. Uh, stage car, like it was, it was Mercedes, and it was, it was big and boxy in a way that limos probably wouldn't have even looked back then. I would, I would feel like, hmm. like anyway. an old-fashioned Mercedes limo because it's so boxy, or um, yeah, something. Oh, maybe I've got yeah. a picture here, but uh, that's pretty close. It was pretty close, but it, yeah, it was, it, it was just interesting seeing it because they had a limo and it was white. Well, and, and uh, yeah, having the white limo allows you to reflect on, on the neon. Uh, boy, the effort mm-hmm. that goes into just the set pieces, knowing that that the entire facade of this building is crafted just for this 10 seconds that they walk by it is yeah. uh, very old-fashioned Hollywoody. <laughs> that and then, is... And did you see the guy who can't pull out his billfold? <laughs> and then they use that anyway because they when Switek did that a, few, a couple episodes back. Oh, yeah. That is Miami Vice Season 3, Episode 20. Uh, next time on Spoiler in Time, uh, if you'd like to talk along with us, be sure to watch The White Lotus, Season 2, Episode 4, 2521, Season 1, Episode 3, and Rick and Morty, Season 6, Episode 7. That's right, Rick and Morty coming back on Sunday. Uh, we will be talking about all those next time. Thanks, everybody, for watching. We'll spoil you then. Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs>